The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Facebook so much. Part of my resolutions. You should know. I'm not responding. Yeah, you you gotta stop responding to people on Facebook. Got a question? Is we gotta send this to me again? Screwed up. I'm in Facebook jail, so it's not even going on my page today unless somebody can post it there. Twelve. Not gonna let me do that either. Fantastic. How about if I just post it? Oh, I did just post it, so it should be there then. Oh, I don't mind just a little. It's driving me out of my mind. No, it's not letting me do it. Right, let's try one more thing. There's always a way around Facebook, though, no matter how bad they are. Oh, if I save it, then it'll go to saved, right? We'll start the show shortly, folks. It's not letting me save, though. Oh, boy. All right, well, it's on the Valley Patreon page. We have 33 people watching, so we're doing all right, I guess. 33 is a lot. I Considering I'm not on Facebook, I could beat that with Mayor's minutes. Yeah, but not if you're not if you're not on Facebook. Bastard! See how he is. <laughs> not only does he not answer his text messages for weeks, you gotta listen to this. I didn't come here to be mean sport. Do you know how many text messages I get in a day? Ooh, paying I, attention live. We got I it. I was just gonna say it went live on my phone. All right. I guess we'll start the show, Ben. You want to start the show? Or? I'm ready. All righty. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up. Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We're going to ask you guys to share the show this week. I'm in Facebook jail. It's a little infuriating. What's most infuriating is I get put in Facebook jail. I have six days. For six days, I can't post. For 60 days, I can't go live. And what was my offense? What was my offense, anybody, by the way? Anybody want to guess? I shared a news story with a photo of the woman who got shot at the Capitol yesterday while I was reporting on the shooting at the Capitol yesterday. That got me put in Facebook jail somehow, for some reason, which is really infuriating. So I, uh, so if you're watching I us... I would have brought you some bread and water if I had known you were in jail. It's unbelievable. This is like the, my ninth time in Facebook jail. It's ridiculous. And like I, a couple of times they put me in Facebook jail, I could understand why they did. 
right? Like I posted, there was one, like I was having a fight with somebody on Facebook and I called them an asshole or something. And they're like, oh. oh, this goes against their community standards. You're not being nice. I don't agree with it, but at least I understand it. This I have no understanding of whatsoever. It's a news story of a woman that got shot. I'm a newsman. I posted it with all of the other stuff that was going on yesterday. And they put me in Facebook jail. So I'm going to ask you guys periodically throughout the show, please share the show. Please post it on other pages if you can. We'd like to get our, um, we'd like to get our viewership up. Um, before we get to uh, my guest, Mathurin Mayor Neil Perry, with his monthly report here, uh, I want to talk a little bit, and I don't know if you'd like to weigh in, you're free to, uh, on what happened at the Capitol yesterday. And I, I, disgraceful. I, it, it was beyond disgraceful. And what's even more disgraceful is that after it was over, I was out last night. We were out with TMF, um, uh, going to all the different tent cities in Lawrence, feeding the homeless. And I never listen to talk radio anymore because because talk radio is just so awful now. And I, I, but I wanted to know what was going on because I thought maybe there were more riots going on last night or something was happening. So I'm in my car and I flipped on uh, I, RKO. I think it was Joe Pags. Who I mean, it's it's not a bad show, but he's just so boring. But I'm listening to it. I'm 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 listening to him and caller after caller making excuses for what happened yesterday. Now I support Donald Trump 100. percent But what happened yesterday? There's no excuse for it. And I don't want to. He bears some of the blame. He bears, he bears all. Big, no, he bears all of the blame. Right, right. He bears. He bears yep. all of the blame. Yep. And for here's inciting it. And here's why he blame. I mean, not so much for inciting. I blame the media for inciting it. But I blame him because the second it started, the second it happened, he should have gone live, condemned it, and told them to stop. And instead, we sat there all day waiting for the president to have something to say, while people were ravaging the Capitol building. And it wasn't until President-elect Biden came out and had something to say about it that finally the president came out. And what did he say when he came out? Again, I support Donald Trump, so save the hate mail. But what did Donald Trump say yesterday when he came out? I feel your pain. They stole the election. But please go home. Like, in a nice way. Just please go. If that was Antifa, if that was Black Lives Matter, he'd be calling for federal troops to surround the Capitol building to stop the insurrection. And that's what it was. It was an insurrection. I'm sorry. Now, all of you who want to make excuses for Donald Trump, I feel your pain. I get it. You don't want him to be responsible. You don't want this to be what he is remembered for. However, it is his fault. I'm sorry, but it is. And I know that there's at least one point on the other side, on the Trump pro-Trump side, that, that we have to acknowledge. There were, Antifa was there yesterday. When I, I went through at least three dozen or more videos on cable, on Twitter, on Facebook, on all the other social media sites, and I, I, I saw Antifa members there. And they're very easy to pick out. They got the black helmets on, they've got the backpacks, and they're all like 20 years old. So yes, Antifa was there, Antifa was inciting, Antifa did take part in this. However, I watched video after video of 55 and 60-year-old pro-Trump supporters holding Tea Party flags and Trump flags, chanting USA, USA as they stormed into the Capitol. There's no excuse for that. It blew four years of everything Donald Trump did. It made... It made Don Lemon seem like a fucking genius. Excuse my French. Wow. 
It made Don, the likes of Don Lemon and, and, and Chris Cuomo and all the people on CNN who've been saying day after day after, have lied day after day after day about Donald Trump. This made them look like they knew what they were talking about. And so I, I, I know we want to defend our guy, right? If you're pro-Hillary, you want to defend Hillary when something comes out. If you're pro-Trump, you want to defend Trump when something comes out. This cannot be defended. It can't. You know, we have Muslim terrorists who want to destroy this nation. And yesterday, Trump supporters gave them a blueprint on how to do it. And I was amazed at how easy it was for them to get in. I was amazed at how easy it was for them to break those windows. Those windows shouldn't be able to be broken. I was amazed at how little security there was. And I heard on CNN last night, they said that the cops at the Capitol, Mr. Mayor, aren't armed. That the only people that were armed in the building was, was the Secret Service. And they were only there because Vice President Pence was there. Had Vice President Pence not been in the building, you might have seen more death and carnage. And we aren't, those of us who support Donald Trump and what he did, not so much who he is, we know he's an ass. We know he says things that pisses people off, and we know that makes everybody upset. But if you support what he did, lowering taxes, putting up a border wall, a, a peace treaty with the Middle East, making China pay tariffs and making them stop ripping us off in these trade deals, if you support all those things, you have more of an obligation to call this out. Because it's, it's no different, in fact, some would say worse, I'd always say no different, than what Black Lives Matter did over the, over the summer. Now, there, there, there was only one person killed, there was only one person hurt, well, there were several police officers hurt. And when I watched that video of the police officers getting hurt, again, were there Antifa members there? Yeah, I saw three Antifa members there. But the majority of that crowd was not Antifa. I'm sorry. It was a mostly peaceful protest. I agree with that. There were hundreds of thousands of people on the mall yesterday. And the pictures are stunning, how many people there were. It was amazing. But it was only a few people that broke into the Capitol. But guess what? It only takes a few. It only takes one or two people to screw something up. And they did. They did. And they went into Nancy Pelosi's office, as funny as the pictures were, of the guy who's not Antifa. It was a 70, 60, 70-year-old guy sitting behind her desk. It was funny for a minute until you realize the gravity of what happened. And so I know I'm getting my ass kicked by my fellow Trump supporters. I'm bailing on Trump. I'm turning on Trump. No, that, none of that is true. I'm just being objective. Something that I never get credit for, especially at the local level, among city councilors and mayors and state oh, reps. Oh, oh. I, never get, I, never get credit, I never get credit for being objective. And yet I, I think probably one of the most objective people there are. That when something's wrong, it's just wrong. It was wrong when Black Lives Matter did it. It was wrong when Antifa did it. And it's certainly wrong when the Trump supporters do it. And it needs to be called out. It needs to be called out in a very forceful way, I think. And so I wanted to start the show with that. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, Mayor. No, I, uh, most of what you said was spot on. Most? Few, what was the part that wasn't? Well, there were a few inaccuracies there. I, I think you had to look with really good binoculars to see the Antifa people there. No, not at all. <clears throat> okay. Not, not if you know who they are. Like, not yeah. if you know, like, you know, how they, they, they all dress the same. They all, yeah. I mean. I guess I, I would say this, right? Uh, I'll start with one word, intolerance. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this country has come to, intolerance. And so let me be clear about yesterday. Ye yesterday was disgraceful. Mm-hmm. 
So I am all, and I've said this on the local level, said it on the state level, I am all for the right for peaceful protest. Right? That's not what happened yesterday. No. Right? So we, we crossed the line there. Um, and that can't be allowed. It just can't be allowed. There's a difference between uh, disagreeing and lawlessness. Mm -hmm. And so I, I use the word intolerance intentionally because I worry about our country. I do too. I think we have some very dark days ahead of us. Yeah, and so my view is, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to quote Dave Portnoy. Love uh, him. Uh, I figured you would. Um, so he said something that, you know, 93% of the people in this country are fantastic people. And then on either extreme, you've got extremists who are willing to, you know, embolden the message. I don't want to give it, when you cross into violence, you're, you're in a different land as far as I'm concerned. Me too. And so, um, you know, I, I would suggest to you, you know, we can talk all we want at a local level about how yesterday was wrong. I saw a lot of people going on Facebook and saying, hey, if you're a Trump supporter after yesterday, unfriend me. Um, a lot of people did it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I understand the visceral emotional reaction there. But I would suggest to you um, tolerance, listening. When I did my um, inauguration speech, I put a very said, well, very well written. By the thank way, thank you. I put a thing in there that said, "At first, seek to understand." And I'm not trying to claim I'm smarter than people at the national level, but oh, what you we, are. What we are missing as a country is, at first, seek to understand. Focus on what unites us, not on what divides us. Right. Right? Find the common ground and then learn to listen to why things divide us versus that shameless display that we saw yesterday. It was disgraceful. Yeah, it was. Right? I don't know any other word. I'm offended by it. Right? And if I, I'll be honest with you. I thought if, this, if that happened at, in D.C., it could happen locally. Sure. Right? And you have to understand, you know, when you make a decision, we, we already have plenty of people who don't want to do the jobs, who, who would want to be a mayor, right. who would want to be a, a lieutenant governor or a governor, right? You've you got to be crazy to think about doing that, right? Uh, so what I told you when you told me you wanted to run for that's mayor. That's correct. You I'm did. like, are you crazy? It's the only sane and rational advice you've given me. <laughs> so um, I think I would dispute that heavily. So we, 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 can't, we can't tolerate. I believe that people who were arrested yesterday... Uh, and follow-up should be done. So somebody said, you know, do you think they should do follow-up? Absolutely. They should find all the people responsible and punish them to the full extent of the law. Every single one of them. Yeah. And they should parade them into prison with all the Black Lives Matter people <laughs> who are burning down police stations, shooting at cops, and assaulting civilians and storming neighborhoods. They should. There's no difference. And the sad thing is that they won't. The sad thing is prosecutors... Refuse to prosecute the Black Lives but Matter do, people. Do you and realize? The people. Do you realize how much you're you're, you're actually aiding and abetting? How? And, and, so let me just because what you just said is divisive in nature. You're comparing, well. The truth often is. Hang, hang on, let me finish. Huh? So you you can't you can't keep categorizing people, and I'm not talking about just you. When I say intolerance, that's part of the solution here is I don't pick a friend because of their skin color, their faith, their sexual gender, or their sexuality. It doesn't, 
I pick them based on their character, mm-hmm. what's inside, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that doesn't make me better, right? I'm a human being and I'm subject to the same emotion. Do I get mad at some of the city council members? Let me Absolutely, right? Have I done as good a job as I think I can at restraining myself publicly? Absolutely, right? You, you can't be divisive. And, and the point I make is you can't say... Well, take the word diversity. Mm -hmm. You can't surround yourself with all people who think like you. Right. Because if you are, then you're insulating yourself from understanding how other people think. Right. right? I have, I have, and I say this candidly, I, in my life, I've got a close circle of probably 20 to 30 people. And I include my children in that. My children are very different politically than I am. From a different generation. Oh, I bet. I bet you that they're far left because they've all gone to college. Well, I, I don't know if they're far left. I went to college, too. Wait, but in a different time, though. Oh, I did? All, yeah. right. all right. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, Just saying. So, so uh, you know, 20 or 30 people, uh, I would tell you it's probably split between people who are ardent supporters of Trump and people who are ardent supporters of uh, any Democratic candidate, whether it's Biden or somebody else. Right. And... Um, you know, we're still able to maintain friendships, right? And I say this for consumption. I didn't vote for either major party candidate. And people will say, oh, you, you just can't make up your mind. No, I, 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 I couldn't find myself voting for either candidate. And I say that to you. I just you, couldn't do it. But you voted for John Kasich. I voted for John Kasich in 16, yeah. yeah. And you voted for John Kasich this time. Yeah. You wrote him I in, told didn't you? That. I, know, I know everything. <laughs> I know I'm Tom Duggan. You've met me, right? I know everything. Yeah. So, but, so, it's and, Kasich. And, and, and I, to be honest with you, I've met uh, John Kasich a couple times. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. I wouldn't want him leading my police department or my, or my city. I had a rational plan. I wouldn't. I, see, you know what the thing is? The older you get, and I say this, you know, to people that will see this later. The older you get, the harder it is to find a candidate who checks all the boxes right, for you. Right, right. Right? And so maybe that is, you know, part of the um, the defects or the biases that are built into us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I And I say, I, I take a lot of time and study presidential. And even those people who say, I oh, didn't even vote. I didn't vote locally mm-hmm. for a long time. I've always voted in You took a lot of election. crap for that, too. I did. Deservedly so. Right, and I've made mistakes. I don't know about that. Well, I think there's a lot, so. I think there's a lot so, of people out there that don't vote because, let's say, you're an average person, you don't follow politics that yeah. much, you live in Methuen, yeah. and you hear there's something coming up that has to do with your neighborhood, yeah. right? Maybe there's a, an easement or something, so you put it on the city council and you listen to the foolishness for 15 minutes. That's nothing, nothing yeah. to do with you, but you're waiting for your item to come up. Most people turn the TV off and go, yeah, I want nothing to do with that. Why would they? Why would they? They tune in and they hear a four-hour discussion about a comma being in the wrong place in meeting minutes. Yeah. And they go, well, what the hell is this? And they tune out and they go, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, so that's the, that's the constructive criticism that it's, uh, sometimes. But, um, you know, $4 million overruns and, um, you know... You know, allegations of nepotism and things like that. You, you you have to awaken from the slumber and understand that at some point in your life you have to participate in the process, mm-hmm. right? And so I say that to you. I was wrong not to vote locally, and to me, I surrendered my right to to gripe about it by not voting. 
Well, that's true. Vote, that's true. If I mean, you vote, I don't blame you people gripe. for not voting, but yeah. I do blame them if they complain about it if they don't right. vote. If you if you don't vote, you shouldn't be griping because right. you you get what you get. Right. Um, and so I say, you know, long winded story. On the national level, I've always voted. I've always voted, uh, and I always take great pains in looking at all the candidates. And to me, um, the two parties are getting further and further apart mm -hmm. and getting more and more entrenched. And, you know, I'd say this well, because, they're had, get, because they're getting more extreme. The left is becoming socialist. In fact, they're not even really socialist anymore. The far left is becoming really communist. They want a one party state. Well, they, they, divisive. They, well, but they, they, they admit it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they anything do. they haven't said. They do. The far left wants socialism and communism. They say it. I haven't heard them the, say that. The far right wants no government involvement at all. I mean, the far right, the libertarians, they don't want a USDA inspecting your meat. Yeah. So you've got extremes on both sides. And yeah. so as we get pulled further and further from the middle, we're graduating. We're, we're, we're gradually going toward those extremes. They're both horrible. I mean, yeah. I left the Republican Party because of the far right of my party yeah. being completely unreasonable about things like, like, for example, Katie Ives was our state senator. I tried to bring it to a Tea Party meeting one day to talk about her proposal to put photo ID on EBT welfare cards. That's something the Tea Party loves, right? They wouldn't even allow her to speak. Why? I was, I was eviscerated by the president of the Tea Party because she was a Democrat who's for abortion and gay marriage. Well, so what? We don't, we're not going to agree with anybody 100%, but if she wants to put photo ID on EBT cards, that's something the Tea Party and conservatives want. Why wouldn't we have her here to talk about her, her proposal, yeah. and they would have no part of it? And that was the reason why I left. I didn't want the extremism. I look at Diana DiZoglio. She's the best. She's, but she's drifting further and further to that extreme. She voted for that Pasha birth abortion bill, and it scares me because she's getting pulled that way. And she's getting pulled that way because she's in the mix. She's in the Senate, and she's surrounded by that stuff all day. But don't you don't you believe so? So you pick at one issue, and and I guess each of us has issues that are near and dear to us, right? Right. And so you look at something like that, and you say, I, I look at Diana DeZoglio, the person, the, the the senator on the whole. She's a great senator. She's a great senator. Doesn't mean she she's does always, a lot for her. The but it doesn't mean she represents. She does, and and I love her, and I support her. However, she doesn't mean she's always right. I, I, and I see, absolutely. and I see her getting pulled. That also applies to Tom Duggan. That's true. It does. Right. The difference is when I'm wrong, I am more than happy to say that I'm wrong. Always. Okay. Always happy to say that I'm wrong. Look at because, Ben smiling. Because I because I want my viewers and my readers to have the right story at the end of the day. So if I get if I get an email from somebody who says, "Hey, Tom, you got something wrong," yeah, I correct it right away. You must get a lot of emails. Because, no, I don't actually. <laughs> I heard you say at the city council meeting this week that the Eagle Tribune got something wrong and you corrected them. I didn't say the Tribune. I said the a newspaper. You said Tribune. Did I? You did, because I taped I? it. Yeah. And I saved it. Yeah. You said the Tribune got something wrong and you corrected them. And it was the fourth or fifth time you said it. At the last meeting, Saba twice said the Tribune got something wrong about his dispute with McCarty. And I sat there and thought, you know, it's funny. These guys eviscerate me every chance they get because I'm supposed to be so biased. These guys. On the council? Yeah. He's always got to interrupt me. Well, because you're... Because he knows I've got ADD your, and he throws me off my... You're on your my, divisive my, chant. Well, no, I'm just saying... The, the, I'm going to take you to dinner with Steve Saber and Mike Savard. There are There are counselors who eviscerate me every chance they get. I'll, I'll speak perfectly for you, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be exact for Let you. Let me listen. And they're constantly accusing me of being biased and getting things, uh, being biased. But they've never once said, I've never once heard any of them say at a city council meeting, 
by the way, what was in the Valley Patriot today was wrong. Oh, I read the Valley Patriot website today. Their news story is wrong, and I want to correct it. Never happened. Not once. It's bound to, because I'm going to get something wrong sooner or later, but it hasn't happened yet. So I sit there and I think, they attack me, but they've never said I've gotten anything wrong. They just don't like my opinions on my editorials. Yeah. But the Tribune consistently gets things wrong, and they never attack the Tribune. They never say, why is the Tribune being so biased? Why are they doing this? I gave them the right quote, and they didn't put the right quote in. That's my only question. My question is, why is it it's perfectly fine for the Eagle Tribune to not be in Methuen? They're not a Methuen paper. That's what they say about me. Mm-hmm. But they never say it about the Tribune. They never say the Tribune's not a Methuen paper. The Valley Patriot, not a Methuen paper. He's from North Andover. Oh, well, well, guess, well, guess what? The Eagle Tribune's in friggin' North Andover, too. They are. They are. <clears throat> so the, the criticism that I get, and I'm okay with it. So I actually, I, I, you know, not to interrupt you, but I actually put in my, uh, my goals in my column this month in the Valley Patriot, do my utmost best to ensure the media gets the facts right, right. versus printing sensationalized story that puts the city of Methuen in, and, of course, uh, Negatively or unfairly portrays the city of Methuen. And I say that because, um, so you go back to the national story. So one of the problems that we have is between social media, and I think we've talked about this before in the show, the, the, the different uh, media Extreme, outlets and yeah. their extremes, right? You're not getting just the news anymore. You're getting a filtered view of what's happening. Right. And uh, I want to tell you a story that when I did uh, the Mayor's Minutes yesterday, so, uh, yeah, by the way, thanks I, for doing that. Oh, wah, wah. So, um, I totally lost It's not theory. fun when someone interrupts you like that, it is it, when no. you're on a roll? No, but no, I'm it's not back, that fun, I'm is it? I'm back on a roll. So, um, I, I only had like uh, 45 live viewers, uh-huh. and that's much lower than normal. And so I, I made a joke. I says, oh, we seem to be suffering post, you know, holiday letdown. There's not that. And somebody typed in. That's because it's being, um, you know, it's overwhelmed by the, what's going on at the national level. Mm-hmm. Now, at that point in time, I do the show at 5 o'clock. I had not seen anything. When I'm working, I'm not watching TV. Right. Right? So I got things to do to fill the day. And I get to the show. And I, I'm thinking when that person said that, that they're talking about the vote. Right. The Georgia the vote, vote. Objection to the vote. Oh, right, right, right. right. And so... I said, well, you know, that's just a straightforward process. You know, they'll, they'll get through that. And I, I don't know what the people in Methuen, those 45 that were watching, thought, because I had no clue that, you know, they had stormed the Capitol. Yep. Right? And then I get out of there, and I go to uh, drop my car off my truck to get the cap put on it. And my son picks me up, and he's listening to uh, WBUR, National Public Radio. Another left-wing media. Not surprising that your son would be listening to that. I happen to love NPR. Mm-hmm. All things considered, probably one of my favorite talk show programs. Um, and I believe it is a fairly straightforward scoop. Um, so um, then I hear the news reports about what happened. I'm like, what the heck? Right? So completely out of touch with what had happened during the day because I was insulated for it. But we got a lot going on in the city of Methuen, so... Let's transition off the national scene and say, disgraceful, um, punish them to the full extent of the law. Yes. And for all of us, um, learn to tolerate. Yes. Learn to tolerate. Seek first to understand. I went on, and I wasn't going to say the name, but I went on Sharon Pollard's page yesterday. Ah. 
so that I could agree with her. Yeah. Because she posted this thing yesterday that said that the Trump supporters were wrong and Donald Trump was wrong and he should have come out earlier and he should have said more. And and, and he was. So I went on to agree with her. But I also threw in, because I can't help myself, I just wish you had this kind of outrage when Black Lives Matter and Antifa were burning down police stations and shooting at people. And she and she and her supporters, you're a Kool-Aid drinking Trump supporter. Uh, wait a minute. I'm the one that's saying both are wrong. You guys are making excuses for what happened over the summer. Yeah. You guys are making excuses for one side and attacking the other side. But I'm the one that's biased. I'm the one that's drinking Kool-Aid. I think you guys need to reevaluate that. Yeah, so – and, and, and uh, let me uh, – I don't want to talk about Sharon Paul. Uh, what I want to talk about is I love Sharon. Media. I love Sharon. I just don't agree yeah, with her. me too. Um, so here's the thing. Social media emboldens people. They make comments that they would not make face-to-face. Right. They make accusations that they don't make face-to-face. Uh, I would love to see the city council meetings go back to in the Great Hall. I go into work every day. They should be in the Great and, Hall. And uh, I have done every day other than the Friday I had my gallbladder taken mm-hmm. out. And, and I say that not as a badge of honor, but uh, it's a different behavior when you're there looking at each other in the face. I had a counselor at the last meeting start debating me on what I've said about Methuen Police Department publicly. And um, all I've said since the Inspector General report came out was one um, one short snippet, one comment, and it came out that day. And I sit here and say on my children, I've said nothing else since. That's going cha- to change today. No, it isn't. You won't suck me into that, bub, because uh, I care greatly about the process of personnel and what employees are entitled to. And is, I this the part where, is it the part where you, where you say how you defend your employees and your employees are like your children? Then why don't you, uh, then why don't you, and I've been dying to ask you this for about three months now, but since, you, since you brought it up. Yeah. Then why don't you defend the chief when city councils sit there and eviscerate him? You're so protective of all of your employees, but when they get up there and they eviscerate him and call yeah. him a crook, yeah. during the budget hearing, Mike Samad uh, went after him, called him a liar, called him all kinds of names, and you sat there. So so they've, so they've let me just say this. They called me a liar, too. Yeah. They can call you a liar. Yeah. They can call the chief a liar. They can yeah. call the fire chief a liar. They can call a mismanager. <clears throat> but why you can you, ask the council. Why would, but why wouldn't well, you because, defend that? Because I don't have to defend that. I don't defend it. I don't, I don't come out of the chute when they do me. So go back to what started this conversation. So a counselor sat there the other night and said, called me a liar. I, the quote was, I don't want to call you a liar, and I don't want to go back and forth, but. Right. Right? So the inference is there for the public. And that's not the first time that's happened. Right? That's happened budgetarily. There was a comment that you're an overspender. We refuted that. Right? These are comments made for public consumption. Mm-hmm. And so, um, can I'm, I say respectfully, though? Hang on, let me finish. No, no, I'm sorry. So I'm trying to I'm trying to engender uh, uh, accountability at local government. So Methuen, whether you want to admit it or not, is a city that is is passionate and has been burned by a lack of accountability. And I completely understand that people aren't going to immediately say, "Oh, the mayor he's trying to do things with the best instinct," right? The audit report did, though. The, uh, the IG report said very good things about what you've done for the city and to turn things around. But, okay, but, but here's the thing. So, um, and I appreciate that, but I'm an Irishman. So I'm always looking at the glasses half empty. Right. 
So I'm an Irishman, and right? I, need, I need the glasses. I'm, usually. Wait, I'm completely I'm wait, empty. I, I don't know how come I didn't get a grade. In the you Valley you, you yeah. will get one. Gosh, it should by have the been... time I get it, semester's over, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's and, and I'll be honest with you. There's certain days that um, I, I think about whether I should be running again. But I think the city does need uh, consistency. Um, and there are things that the pandemic impacted that I haven't been able to do that I committed to do that I want to do. And I want people, when I leave, whenever it is, and, and I, say, I keep saying this, and you've heard me say this, if they find another candidate that, that they would prefer to be in the mayor's office, I'm okay with that. All right? I'm not going to sit down if I lose an election and, and weep and moan and say, I got hoodwinked, right? I don't believe I have to stick up for the chiefs, the two chiefs or the department heads. I just don't feel that way. Right. Because right? when I hear you sit here and say, I'm very, I'm very protective of my employees. And when the Jack Wilson thing happened, you were very protective of your employees. You don't want anything, anybody saying anything bad about your employees. Yeah. And then I think back about all the well, times oh, that, oh, that oh, city councils oh, oh, have, oh, oh, have attacked oh, 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 a chief. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Well, so you're identified as, as pro the chief, right? I see myself as more objective. And I'll be honest about I think that. I, I, think it, I think my report was more than objective. For all the DJ Beauregards who say, what are you talking we're about? not going to give you any... I'm talking about the chief. I am too. I wrote, a, I wrote a story in This Valley Patriot. This month? This month. It came out today. Yeah. About... Oh, about, I, I should have read that for about the, about the OIG report. Yeah. And what's funny is, I went, Ben read it before we went on the air, and I went through it again before we went on the air. Yeah. And it was very objective. In fact, the one thing I did that the other newspapers didn't did is I included the other side. I included what what the chief and what Greg Gallant had said on this program yeah. about those things that were in the IG report. Yeah. And I let the readers decide. And, it, yeah. and if you read it, you will see that it is a very balanced yeah. news report with no opinion in it whatsoever. So what not. have I said? What have I said? Do you know what I've said? About the report? Yeah. Nothing. That's it, not true. Oh, I, I said, no, this no, mayor you, is going to wait, is going to take into account the IG report, as well as the details of the audit, mm-hmm. which will be released to me next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll decide a path forward. It's important, you know, when you look at uh, findings that say uh, the IG recommends that the mayor pursue any and all avenues of discipline, mm-hmm. right? Um, so w- we're going to take a hard look at that. I have not disciplined either individual yet. Mm-hmm. They're on paid administrative leave. That's the process with civil service. People don't understand that. I that do have, is I, the process. I do have a mechanical question. Go ahead. So uh, having been on the school committee in Lawrence... And, and dealing with um, disciplinary matters and stuff like this, um, I was always under the impression, and it might not be the case anymore because it was, I was on the school committee back in 1999. Yeah. Okay. But I was always under the impression that you could not discipline a member of a union for union activities. I was, I, I, there's a state law, and it may not be still a state law. I didn't look it up. But there was, at least up until about 10 years ago, yeah. that you cannot discipline a Union employee who's been disciplined for union. Nobody's been disciplined yet. Thank you. But I'm asking you if that is still the case. That's a mechanical question. I don't know that off the top of my head. Okay. So I would tell you this, uh, you know, I'm talking to all the right legal people. Okay. Because I want to make an informed decision because the people of Methuen deserve that and they deserve um, an objective and a full answer here. Mm. Did you see anything in the report? And I got some clips I want to get to, but did, did you see anything in the We're, we're going to start with News Jess. News clips? We're going to start with Jess. Um, Who's Jess? Did you see anything in the report? Oh, no. That sabotaged me. That is inaccurate, because I found two. 
uh, that, that were not accurate. Yeah, what are they? Well, in, in the first paragraph, or maybe the second paragraph, it went into detail about how Mayazini knew everything that was all the changed language in the contract. They hold him responsible. They say he knew. He knew and he didn't tell the council. And then on page eight, they say, Chief Solomon knew and he didn't tell anybody. Well, yeah. if, the, if his boss, the mayor, already knew, there's no need for him to tell anybody. His boss already knew. So let me ask so you, he but, does that the, absolve he, him because his boss knew? Well, uh, legally, yes. No. Legally. Now, I'm, I'm only saying legally. You got to read the whole report. I did. I read it several times. To knowingly, you know, understand that you could potentially be laying off 50 officers. That was one of the areas they probed at. I don't know that he knew that. He might have, but I don't know that he knew that. The other pretty, thing... It was pretty widespread. The it other was thing... The, it the was other, in that favorite paper. The other thing either. that was 100% wrong... Yeah. ...was I picked up the phone and called three other chiefs in the Merrimack Valley... Yeah. ...and said, do you negotiate with the patrolman's contract? And they all said yes. I said, is your pay in your contract tied to the patrolman's contract pay? Yeah. And they all said yes. Yeah. And in fact, one of them said, and I think it was Chuck Gray, said, yeah, we all do that. I think, I think everybody, everybody in the, so when I read the IG report, they say, this is horrible because it's self-dealing. He shouldn't be negotiating with the patrolman because if the patrolman get a raise, he gets a raise. Yeah. You're only reading what you want to read in that though. I read the whole thing like three times. So what is the part that they said was where a clause was taken from the Spears contract and added to. Right. That the, that the chief sent an email to the patrolman saying we should have parity. You should, you should tailor your contract to have the same long contract as the, as don't the, put, my mother would say, don't put legs under a hen. Doesn't say we should have parity. I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. I mean, I know so you, I know, this, I know with you, everything's got to be exact. Add, add but, this, well, add this clause to the contract. Right. Because it's in the superior officer's contract. Right. So the mayor could have said no. Could have. The council could have read the contract. Could have. The city, when I read this, when I read this OIG report, yeah. I see that the chief has some culpability. I see Greg Glant certainly has some culpability, but it also seems like they have the least amount of culpability of everybody that they mentioned. Like Zanny's, if I did a word count, Zanny's name is mentioned in this report like 300 times. Mm -hmm. And they say that the mayor is responsible. The city attorney didn't read the con didn't read the change contract. I, somebody asked me yesterday. They said, "Tom, you run a newspaper. You have a column to send you a column, and you read it. And you say, no, you're going to change something. It's wrong. And you send it back to them, and you ask them, please change this. It's wrong. And they change it, and they send it back to me. Am I going to just drop it in the paper, or am I going to read it first? I'm going to read it first to make sure they changed it the way it was supposed to be changed. Mm -hmm. We have Mayazani telling the union, change the language in the contract, and then saying he didn't read it afterwards. Maybe he didn't. But the OIG report says he didn't read it, city attorney didn't read it, city auditor didn't read it, the city auditor didn't do a cost analysis, which is his job, he's the auditor, that's what he's supposed to do. And I look, and the city council didn't read it, and five city councils had a, had a conflict of interest, the city council voted on it twice in one night when they're not supposed to do that, and it laid out every single thing that went wrong, at, and the headline was failure at every level. Yeah. So I guess my question is... I agree with that. If there's a failure at every level, why is everybody focusing on one guy? Nope. Is it because he's the only guy left? Everybody's he's the only guy not still focused here? on one guy. Well, because all the media you stories that it, I... You all think the media everybody's focused on... You know, the media's focusing well, on yes. one. Well, yes. Because they want to sell papers. Right. Okay. You got to pay attention. So what's the... What's, so I'm not going to... What's the excuse is, for the counselors? They're not selling papers. This is not... This is, the, this is not... So it's a personnel matter. Mm-hmm. 
It doesn't get discussed in public. Mm -hmm. No matter how much the Eagle Tribune wants to put it on the front page, it's not. That's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. Right? Employees have rights. Right? I agree. Forget the, forget the IG report. Go to the DPW situation that was wrongfully reported by the Trib. And I say that candidly. I know the truth. I know the facts. I know the discipline. Right? I am the guy who gives the discipline. Everything that was printed about that, about eight-tenths of what was on that front-page story was wrong. Right. So where's the retraction? Right. We do, right? We, we, where's the responsibility of journalism? I agree. To come out and say, we booted it. Right? So, so you know, the stipend, the hazard stipend has replaced uh, the IG report. Right. Right? Because... It's it, outrage of the day. Because on the front page the other day, here I am again... And I say, I, I, I've not, I've had teachers in my office. I've had the union president in my office. I've not shucked respect. That's my decision. Mm -hmm. I own it. Right? Not the council. Right? I got hundreds of letters. I understand that people are upset with my decision. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to walk in my shoes and understand what I understand before you're upset with me. Right. And that still, in my mind, doesn't take away your right to be upset with me. Right. Right? That's what makes it But the it trip okay. still should have got it right. They should have. And if anybody, and I'm, I'm sure there's... So, in the, in the paper the other day. Yeah. Not to... So, because it likes to... Chief Joe Solomon got the stuff. No, he did not. Right. Nor did the fire chief. Right. Nor did the mayor. Right. And that was in the Tribune. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Valley Patriot. We would never do that. <laughs> no, because well, I would... I'm, I'm still thinking, because you've got a couple things wrong. So. Listen, uh, if yeah. you can think of something I got wrong, yeah. I'll correct it. Yeah. But unlike the Tribune, I actually will correct yeah. it. We wrote a story last week about Ed Mitchell getting fired from Veterans Northeast Outreach. Yeah. Somebody I warned you about. That you you did. That you didn't listen again. You did. Um, and I got a call from Eric Nelson, who's president of the board, someone we gave a Hero Veteran Award at our bash four years ago. Yeah. And he said, Tom, I don't know if you remember me. I said, I absolutely remember you. You're a great guy. What yeah. can I do for you? Anything you want, I'll do it. He said... I want you to know that the position of Veterans Northeast Outreach is that we did not fire him. He took a voluntary layoff. Sure. Now, I don't buy that for one second because I know people that work there, and I had the story before they even fired him. And I knew exactly what they were going to do. They were going to let him take a voluntary layoff so he could collect. I get that. However, in order to be fair, I changed my story. And I put in my story that Veterans Northeast Outreach is saying that he took a voluntary layoff. Because that's that's just what's right. It's not about me being right. It's not about me getting someone. It's just about just publish the right information. If you get something yes. that says there's additional information that sheds different light or that you got something wrong, I will always correct. Always. I will always correct it. Because that's so why guy, we that's why we started this paper. <laughs> we were sick of the Tribune getting stuff wrong so, and not correcting so the guy, it. I don't want to make, turn this into Tribune bashing because it's not about Tribune bashing. You could do that so, all day. So <laughs> um, didn't you used to work for him? No. I did. I, I wrote for the student page yeah, when I was is. in high school. All right. So, um, you know, not to draw this back to the national discussion we had at the beginning of the program, but see, uh, we as human beings like to compartmentalize things. Mm -hmm. Good guy, bad guy. Mm -hmm. Right? Fired, laid off. It's not, it's not a linear discussion to me. Mm -hmm. Right? You can get fired and be a good guy. Right. Um, probably one of the things people at City Hall are, are trying to still get used to is, I, I can love you as a person. Well, you're a perfect example. I like you. Thank you. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Uh, there's many things that I could not disagree with you more on. Right? I think I've got you pretty well kind of 
I, th- I think you're, you're a shock jock. I think I think you're really wrong about some yeah. of what you think of me. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it you do for the headlines. You you do not the headlines to get to get a, a, an emotional reaction from people. People pay I, attention more when they're emotionally worked up. They do. They do. See, you're that's why it's called paying. Po- that's why it's called paying attention. Paying attention. Right. Yeah, I love so that. So I, I, as I'll somebody that's been in radio for a long time, as somebody that's been in politics for a long time, yeah. I realize that aesthetics are important, and I realize that controversy is important. Controversy. Without those two things, I could write the great. I could write the nicest, greatest story about a positive thing that happened in Methuen, and if there's nothing controversial attached to it, no one's going to read it. Did you read my goals for this year? I did. All right. So um, one of my goals includes inviting Howie Carr to dinner with me. Good luck. Did you see that? Hmm. Yeah. Because... Um, didn't say Tom Duggan. He's going to buy Tom Duggan dinner. He didn't say that. I've, I've done that a number of times. Um, you know, people saw his article on the city of Methuen, and uh, people shared it in social media and said, look at this. I, it's embarrassing to yeah. me. Right? Uh, I love the city. 99.9% of the people in the city are great people. Mm-hmm. And they really want to move the city forward. And that's why they elect people who don't know, you know, one of the criticisms you've given me that I think is accurate is I'm not political enough. Yeah. I don't think my decisions through politically. Current, uh, recent examples included. And that is uh, true. I still think like a businessman mm-hmm. and, and I'm not apologizing for that. Um, I try to be transparent, sometimes to my detriment. Yeah. Can we just talk about that for one sure. second? Uh, when I grade you, I'm going to give you a B on transparency instead of an A. Son of a... And it's not because and it's not because you're not transparent enough. It's because you're too transparent. In your zeal... My zeal. In your, in your excitement to tell people everything you know and to be as completely transparent as possible, yeah. you give little nuggets to people who hate you. Yeah. And you and you feed into people that. People hate me. Yeah, there are some people who are always going to hate you if you're an elected official. Always, Damn. right? How will I keep going on? So, for example, can we play the, the <laughs> Jessica clip? Come on, because this makes the point Wait a perfect. So, so, just so I, I had no part in putting these clips together. I just won city council. I, I had no idea you were playing clips. All right, go ahead. I would have brought some of my own. Okay, great. Um, so. Uh, in the past few weeks, did you have any um, <laughs> uh, private one-on-one meetings with uh, any members of the council? In the past what? In the past few weeks, did you have any private one-on-one meetings with any members of the city council? Uh, I had my regular meeting with um, Council Ziegler. I had my regular meeting with uh, Council McCarty. I had my regular meeting with Councilor Beauregard was on the phone, um, and I, I think I did one more. No, you can cut that. So, first of all, first of all, wrong answer. Why was that the wrong answer? The right answer is, who I meet with is none of your business. If you want to sit down with me, you're welcome to do that. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not a defendant in a lawsuit. You're not, going to cross exa- <laughs> you're not going to sit here and cross-examine me. Who did you speak to before this hearing? Yeah. Who did you have meetings with? I mean, when you, when you answer her questions like that, yeah. you encourage her to ask more questions like that. Okay. And so I saw that and I thought, you know what? Maybe this will be a teaching moment for, for Neil. Yeah. Because I, I, because I was live, I didn't want the to mayor. scream. Don't call me by my first name. Oh, please. Your, your Highness. Thank you. Um, 
and, and I and I want I wanted to scream out, "Who the f do you think you?" Because but I was live, yeah, but, so I didn't. But hang on. So l- let me just. Who does she think she is to talk to you that way? Let me way. just say. So uh, I assume she's alleging some kind of backroom deal was struck, and of I just she keep is. saying that. So the councils meet all the time to talk about. If you think if you're naive enough to think that the councils didn't meet to talk about the chair position, then you're really naive. You're mm. more naive than this non-political mayor. Mm. Um, but I say this to you. Uh, I was answering that not for the council. I was answering that for the citizens of Methuen. Right. I'm not going to lie. I meet with the councilors, every councilor, regularly, once every two weeks, except for Council Finicaro, and that is by her choice, right. not by mine. Right. So there have been claims that I have intimidated her physically or otherwise, um, and that I did some unlawful activity. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the other night, you know, the... The the statement was made that I'm not going to call you a liar, and I'm not going to go back and forth. But but right right. But you're a liar, and I'm going to go back and forth. Yeah, right right. So uh, I you know I, the public needs to understand. I'm not if I'm going to treat the council. I'm going to get a little bit better at how I treat certain members of the council, and I'm going to treat them the way they treat me. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the way it should be individually. You treat each individual person the way and they so treat I you. And so I say this candidly, and this will get an emotional reaction. So was the agenda moved around the other night to embarrass me? Absolutely. I'm 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 naive as a politician. I'm not naive, right? Yep. So I can you know I was looking the other way. I saw what happened. Mm-hmm. I get it. Right. Right. So I would urge the council forget what happened the other night, right? Because I own that decision, right? And I took the heat for it, and I'm standing there taking the now, heat Which for decision it. was this? The hazard stipend. Okay. I would tell you that um, the more we buy into this we-they, the more you lo- the, the citizens in this city are ready for change. Right. We've got bigger fish to fry. I've got counselors talking about what we're actively doing to attract businesses. What are you doing to help me attract businesses? Right. Right? Right. What are you doing? I kept the tax rates down, both commercial and residential. Uh, another claim that was made is we've never used that the, the blended rate for taxes. you, you got to be kidding me. Don't take this mayor's word for it. It's been done like that for 10 years. Right? Yet a statement is made out there for public consumption saying, this is the first time. We-. No. Sorry. Yep. Factually not true. Yep. Right? This mayor put a million bucks aside because I understand it's been a difficult time for the citizens of the city. This mayor cut his pay. This mayor didn't take a stipend, right? This mayor is trying to do everything in his power to give back. This mayor set aside $200,000 for rental assistance and gave it out. This mayor, you know, wrote checks to have uh, license refunds to the eateries in the city because they took it on the chin. By the way, thank you for that because I was asking Joel Fretro when he was here a few months ago. Yeah. He was talking about, you know, with COVID and everything, we have to do something for small businesses. We do. And I had just talked to a small business person in Methuen who said, you know, what, the, what they could really do to help me is um, all my licenses come up for renewal this year. I'm not even open. What? what how am I going to raise money yeah. to pay for these licenses? Yep. So the fact that you did that, I think, was actually very helpful. I appreciate that. Well, it, and so... Um, and I say this, we've got, we've got uh, you know I, know, I know the public perception of, of workers in the government is not always positive. But I would tell you, uh, you know, as somebody who came from private industry, I've been pretty impressed by the people I'm surrounded with. I'm pretty impressed by the people you're surrounded with, too. They're hardworking. 
Um, and, and that includes, by the way, when you had Tom Lucier. I mean, I, I was against you hiring him because of the political reasons. Yeah. But I think he would have done a good job. And right now, you need him more than ever because now we need to he, help the small businesses. He would have done a good job in the business aspect, yeah. right? So um, Everybody thought that I said that because I don't like yeah. him or that I'm yeah. at war with him. Yeah. People always – I don't know why people do this. Why when I could write a story about some guy I've never met in my life, but I find out a new story and I write it and it's negative towards some guy. And then all of his friends will come on my Facebook page and say, you're not a real journalist. This is one-sided. You're being mean. You're out to get this guy. And I don't understand why that's everybody's first go-to. How about sometimes it's just a news story? Like, yeah, well, like, I, like Arthur Hardy. The, yeah. A report came out about Arthur Hardy. Civil service said that he did something that was incompetent. I forget what it was. I reported it. And all his friends came on my page and said, you're against Arthur Hardy because you're friends with, with, with Joe Solomon. First of all, I've never met Arthur Hardy. Second of all, I only reported what was in the report. I didn't... He's a good guy. I didn't... I, our, our mutual friend Nancy says he's the greatest guy she's ever met. That he helped her with her family, helped her with Michael Gorman at TMF, helped him, helped all the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. But I've never met the guy. I have no, no, just because I'm friends. Well, with, let me just say this. If I'm friends sure. with Joe Solomon, I'm not, just, I'm friends with you. I don't, I don't make you excuses are? for you. You are? We're friends? Yeah. Oh, that's news to me. Oh, we were, at least when we were having poker games. <laughs> poker games <laughs> Those anymore. days are gone. Um, I, I would tell so Arthur's a good guy. Right, but it's not but about I, Arthur. I say, it's, it's about, it's why, not about why Arthur the person, right? So I think one of the things that people have a hard time coming and and, and so let, I talk all the time about the difference between private industry and public. Let me talk about one of the similarities: is you have to be able to separate the person from the professional. Right, right. You can be the best person in the world, and that includes the mayor. When you do something wrong, I, I've made mistakes in the first year. Right, I'm the first one to stand up and say I, I didn't do that as well as I could have. Right. Um, you know, it's it's you 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 have to try to take the emotion out of the incident, and so I'm going to come back to you know statements about uh, I'm going to use the DPW situation, right? I'm not disclosing to the to the press what was done, mm -hmm. right? I, I think employees have rights, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but, but if I, they're public employees, it is news. I mean, what the Tribune did was wrong. Because they got the information wrong. Yeah. But it was still a news story. I reported it as 3DPW or how many ever it was. I know you want to be exact about everything. But uh, I, I published on... Damn me with my facts. Facebook. Huh? Well, you, nobody speaks exact. Four. Like whenever I say... I do. When I say, Fauci got everything wrong. No, he didn't get everything wrong. Right. He, he got get one thing wrong. right in February. But, that, but uh, there's no need to stop the discussion for that. It doesn't yeah. change what we're saying, right? Yeah. So I, I guess going back to my original question is... I love Fauci. I, I guess I just don't understand why people's first go-to is that it must be personal. Because, is it because everybody else does things personal? Is it other people can't be objective, so they accept, well, expect well, that that's what you're doing? No, I think that's... Uh, so that's, a, that's actually a, a very good question. I think what it is is um, people are unable to separate the personal from the... right, And it makes you emotional. So you judge people based upon your personal interaction with them. And I'll give you, you know, I, I've got people that are working with me at City Hall that have done a great job, right? That uh, other people in the city are talking about past history and all this. I'm not, in bur I'm not burdened by what happened in the past, mm -hmm. right? I'm not carrying it forward. Um, so, you know, you got you to judge people based upon, you know, what they're doing, right? Have you, know? you seen the management audit? The results of the management audit. I have to be as exact as I can so I get a real answer. Have you seen the result of the management audit? 
Have I seen it? Yes. You talk about the physical report? Yes. Not yet. Okay. Have you seen a summary of the actual report? It's like being on, you know, now it actually is like being on the stand. Now I think maybe I almost don't yeah. understand Jessica. Um, actually, I don't. But. <laughs> uh, have I seen a, a summary do you know what's report? In it? Do you know what's in it? I do. Okay. Is it horrible or is it workable? It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Okay. I won't lie. Right. Okay. It's not good. Now, when you were here... Um, and on December 3rd, December 3rd, this is the second clip, Ben. Oh, here we when go. we were here on September, th- on December 3rd, yeah. I made a prediction. What was that prediction, Ben? Go ahead. We're council right president. Yeah. Now I know I'm that respectfully disagree. the next council president is going to be Steve Saber. And you, I, you and know that already? I do. <laughs> What's the date today, Ben? Uh, December what? <laughs> December 3rd. So on December 3rd, remember who told you that in January, Steve Saber is going to be a council president. Is that president. my birthday gift? All right, so, my birthday gift? so you have to change the subject by talking about your birthday gift, but who's the council president today? Steve Saber. That's correct. Thank you very much. Now, how did I know that? Is the council being transparent? Other councils probably told you. Right, because he was working, he was working behind the scenes, yeah. no transparency. Other councils are working behind the scenes, no transparency. Yeah. And Steve Saber got him. In fact, not only did Steve Saber get elected council president, nobody even ran against him because they knew he had the votes. Because nothing was done in public. The one thing I agree with Jessica is that some of these things need to be done in public. Yeah. They should, there's some things shouldn't be done behind the scenes. And I think that's probably one of them. So here's, let me just say this. I I don't care if, if Council Finnegaro, Council Sabre, Council McCarty, um, um, and I'm going to come back to him in a minute, Council McCarty. Um, uh, Whoever's president is president. That's up to them. Right. My job is to work with whoever they decide to elect. Right. I'm not, I, I did not get actively involved in who got elected last year, nor did I get actively involved in who got elected this year, nor does it matter to me. Right? Well, it kind of should. No. I mean, I think your job will be a lot easier if uh, other councils were council president versus somebody who's looking for your job and looking to embarrass you every chance he gets. Well, I don't know. He gave me his word. He's not running for mayor. Let's see if that's true. He's probably not running for mayor this time. Oh, but he, every, won't be, but he won't be running against me. But uh, but as I said on previous shows, everything he does is is to advance him becoming mayor someday. And so maybe he doesn't run against you this time around. But maybe if you decide to run for a third term, he does. Or maybe if after two terms you say, I'm done with this, he's going to be the next mayor. I'm not running for three terms. He's gonna, he's, you're not going to run for three terms? You're sure about that now? Yeah. Really? Well, that's too bad, because I think the city of Methuen could use three terms of, of, of well, I, responsibility. Well, I would tell you, so I would say this is, it, it's a difficult job, and it wears on you physically and mentally. Uh, I'm no spring chicken. Um, I, I want to, you know, I probably shouldn't have said I won't run for third term, but I say that, you know, I get, I get up in the morning and I can look myself in the mirror, despite, you know, some of the criticism I face. Probably the most um, impactful thing I've done in the year. I've been delivering masks to residents of Methuen. What a great thing. You get to meet people who aren't on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You get to have real conversations mm-hmm. with real people mm-hmm. and see what they think. Right. Not that people on social media aren't real, but, well, some people aren't, to be honest right. with you. I was going to say, if you're in Facebook jail, I there's am. many experts in Methuen that know the multiple personality. You know, I can give you their names. Mo- so, what do you mean? They they sign on to Facebook as multiple people. Somebody else. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, your friend Mark does that. My friend Mark? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so um, I, I can think of other people. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I can too. I can. <laughs> right off the top of my head. Right, right, right. Um, so, um, is there going to, I, I, I get up in the morning and look myself in the mirror. Uh, I got a Christmas card from my kids that, uh, pretty much brought me to tears because nice. it talked about, um, what a good example I'm setting for them well, by nice. not getting into the mud and right. That's stay nice. in the course. And, um, you know, I, I think in some cases they haven't talked to me about this. They worried about me uh, getting into this and, you know, over because the, the days are endless. I, I told somebody I work 80 hours a week, guy on the phone that called to complain. He said, you don't work 80 hours a week. Well, I do. Yeah. Sorry, I do. At least because my phone rings at night. Uh, you know, when I leave here today, I got to go back to the office. I could do the mayor's minutes. You know, you love that show. Um, I got two meetings. I got the trash talk committee. Councilor Safi, I got the Disability Commission. I'm I'm trying to get to as many places as possible. Right. Uh, Don't spread but, yourself too thin, though, because then you become ineffective. Well, I just want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to be involved. Right. I want to move the city forward, and 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 the people want to move the city forward. Right. And that's what I heard. So I'd say this, not just the city councilors, but to the people that you know, the, the people that get out there. There's people who spend their whole day trying to bait me on Facebook. So one of my resolutions is I ain't responding. Is ain't in the dictionary? It is. Yeah, yeah. It probably is now. I'm not responding, right? right. Uh, you're going to see certain times when people put something out there, I'm going to write, this is false. I've done that twice in the new year. This I, actually, I, actually, I actually like that because you didn't argue with them. You didn't go back and forth. You just came on and emphatically stated, and that, and that carries a lot of weight yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. Average people see your post, it just says this is false, yeah. but you're not going back and forth yeah. with them. And that carries a lot more weight. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but I am wishing people happy birthday and all that kind of stuff. I can tell you when I, uh, one of the reasons I still deliver papers in Methuen that I do it myself is for the same reason you just said, you're talking to real people. You're going in, you're talking to shop owners, you're talking to their customers. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I haven't seen you in five years. And you ask them what they think. What do you think about the council? What do you think about Neil Perry? And I have to tell you, I have not had one person say to me, I think he's doing a bad job. I can give you a couple of names. I have not had one person say to me, I, I, I know you can, but those are political people who hate you for politics. I'm saying when I talk to real people, yeah. when I go to Heavenly Donuts to deliver papers and somebody yeah. coming out and they say, hey, Tom, how you doing? Oh, let me take the paper. And they start chatting with me. I say, what do you think about Neil, Neil, Neil Perry? I either get he's doing a really good job or haven't really paid attention, but he seems like he's doing okay. I must have not been paying attention. Right? Yeah. I pick- and I say, you know... Um, and I want to say to the residents of Methuen, thank you for all your support. I want to say that you boy me. When, when, and I mean that sincerely. You know, when I leave a meeting like the other night frustrated over uh, certain things that happen, I think about, um, I, I talked about delivering the masks at the doors. And, uh, you know, one gentleman out in the valley, I had like a 15-minute conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And it uplifts you. Mm-hmm. It gives you gusto right. to get, you know right. when you get to your lowest people pick you up right when you're in a bubble yeah. a lot of politicians especially someone in your position it's yeah. very easy to get into a bubble where yeah. you're only surrounding yourself with other people that have to do with the city and with politics and after a while and this is what i was saying about diana earlier after a while it, it, if if you're not out talking to the average person if you're not out you talking to track. non-political people yeah you do you lose you track do. i agree with so you. I, I think I, I when you first when i first heard you were doing masks just like when i first heard you were yelling at people and fields in April and telling him to get off the fields. I thought this is not what a mayor should be doing. This is not, this is not, you know, a mayor shouldn't like it. However, I think for you, it actually has worked out well because it's, it's kept you in touch with the average person. I agree. 
Yeah, I agree. So I know you brought three pages full of notes, and the show's almost over. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you want to talk to my viewers about no, I, that I, you didn't talk about on all of your 300 other shows that you do? Oh, wow. Because when he first said he was going to do the show, I was all excited. I thought we get the exclusive. And the next thing I know, he's doing his own show, and it's like, well, now people are kneeled out, right? That like, he's got so he's so overexposed now. How does one get kneeled I out? I used to get 2,000 people watching the show when we first started, when it was yeah. just you. Just the haters. Then when you started your show, literally, and Ben will tell you, our, our viewership went down to like 600 from like 3,000, right? That's true. So I'm just saying <laughs> that the, the less time you spend doing your own show... The more time people are watching you on my show. So uh, I'm going to do a State of the City address. It's okay. going to be January 26th okay. at 7 p.m. Um, and uh, if you paid attention to the last two months of my article in the Valley Patriot, you're going to hear a lot of that. You're going to hear about my goals, which includes inviting Howie Carr up to City Hall for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, there's a lot of things that we're doing. This, this, and I, let me say, without be, I, I want to be the number one cheerleader for the city of Methuen. I love that city. I love the people. And that's why I'm doing the job. And so, um, you know, the pandemic set us back. Um, and that's the reason I'm running again. Uh, but, you know, we did make progress despite the pandemic. There were good things that happened. A lot of good things. And, you know, you're going to be surprised at how many we were able to do. Whether you, whether you know it or not, I created a strategy plan at the beginning of the year. And um, some of the things like the business thing. So in the first quarter of the year, I was hitting businesses hard, soliciting them to come to Bethlehem. And that kind of came to a screeching halt. Right? I got to get back on that train. Right. Because I think with the vaccines and everything, we're going to be back. But sitting at a council meeting talking about how we have to be more friendly from business is not doing it. Right. We've got to do something. Right. And being a cheerleader for the city is one of the ways you do that. When the finances turn around yeah. and there's more money in the budget. Yeah. After this COVID stuff hopefully goes away soon, will you be able to replace Tom Lucier? Either bring him, either 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 bring him back or have somebody else. Somebody else. Oh, there is. Okay, because I think you need somebody in your office to work with the businesses, especially right now. We had one question from a a, a reader reader. uh, yesterday who posted. I said I have Neil coming on. If anybody has any questions, I was surprised that he only got one. Um, but that's probably because you have three other shows that they can watch. Um, <laughs> and the question was with Trader Joe's, uh, closing temporarily, yeah. um, with what's going on, not what, your what, average what, shows. Not, I'm sorry, not your average shows. What do you see the future of the loop in the next five years? Yeah, so great. Uh, that's a fair question. So, uh, I'm still chasing the loop management hard because I think the answer there is in the entertainment field. Um, and I've personally offered to charter management to solicit groups like Wamaset to get them there. Um, because I think, quite frankly, that would be a huge hit in the city of Methuen. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of kids. Our property values are going up. Um, you know, uh, I remember what was in Tewksbury before Wamaset Lanes was there. A crappy old motel that was full of prostitutes and drug addicts. And people there said, eh, that'll never work. And the place is stocked out. Mm-hmm. The virtual golf, the, the, the bowling, plus the entertainment, you know, the food. It's a little bit different than bowling when you and I were kids, right? It's, it's more like a, an entertainment experience. And, and we need something like that in the city. So I'm all out for lobbying that. I think the loop has a future. Um, I, I really do. And I'm not just saying that, to, you know, um, 
you know, I've they are attracting some businesses. There is some work being done out there. Um, but I, you know, met and the loop. Uh, thank you to Loop. They made a five thousand dollar donation to Methuen Cares the other day. Appreciate that. Um, we are jointly concerned about the long term viability of the place, and um, I've got to do my part to make sure that you know we get as much help from the state, so that we're looking at the right kind of tenants for the Loop, or, or or other places in the city, right? So, and I say. Uh, you know, don't take the Wamaset Lanes. It doesn't have to be Wamaset Lanes. Right. I'm using them as an, as an example, example right? right? People have a hard time with examples. Yeah, it's, it's an it. example, right? It's a bowling, the virtual golf thing. When I retired from Raytheon, everybody went to, they took, took me to Wamaset Lanes, the virtual golf. Like everybody was whacking golf balls virtually. Here, when it's this cold, wouldn't that sell? Right. Right? Um, but we've got, you know... Lots of opportunities in the town. Uh, Kevin Cater and Merrimack Valley Golf Course. Great folks. people. Great, Great people. family. Outstanding mm-hmm. people. Bedrock of the community. Don Smariglio. Borelli's Deli's the best. Yeah. Uh, John Vargas. Bada bing. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Buffalo cookies if you the haven't Fitzgerald's done Fitzgerald's at Manns. He, they are awesome. And, yeah, they are. and uh, kudos to him. He had, I think he had a knee replacement. Did Mr. he? Yeah. Fitz, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but... You know, there. I don't see the loop is going away. That's okay. the short answer. Good. I, I kind of long-winded it there. So. I, I, I worry about the small businesses because, in, and I put this in my editorial, yeah. um, which eviscerated the Republicans, by the way, because I'm so biased. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I put in my editorial how um, the small businesses, the what has happened during this COVID, intentionally or not, I kind of think it might have been intentional, but either way, We've seen the greatest transfer of wealth from the middle class to the upper class during COVID. The the Amazons of the world and the Walmarts of the world are making billions of dollars more, yeah. and the little mom and pop shops are being put out of business. Yeah, I agree. And I and I I I wonder how city governments, people who run city governments like you and the councilors, can stem that. Yeah. And I think one of the things is stopping all the regulations and letting businesses be open. Let them be open. Let them stay open late if they want to be open late. Let them have last call if they want to have last call. Let them put up their plexiglass and do what they need to do to keep people safe. But it's going to be a reasonable... There's a risk to everything, but it's going to be a reasonable risk. And let them put the things in place so that if someone wants to take a reasonable risk... I was at Miller's Tavern Sunday with my friend. And uh, by the way, love the food there. Yeah. Love the food there. Pulled pork nachos are excellent. Uh, the Irish nachos are excellent. I had the honey hot wings were great. Um, the seafood casserole was a little dry, but the steak was great. They made, I like my steak. Well done. Me too. Now, when I say well done, I actually mean well done. Me too. So every place I go, I say, I, I want, see I want my, red. right. I say, I want my steak well done. And they always come back and there's always a little red. Little tip for everybody at home, never send food back to the kitchen. I used to work in kitchens. <laughs> but I will always say afterwards, it was, it, was, it was a little undercooked. Because when you tell a chef, well done, they don't want it to be that well done. They don't. And I asked a chef friend of mine why one day. It was pretty interesting. He said, we don't want the waitresses walking by a table with a, with a burnt piece of steak and have them go, I'm not having the steak. Yeah. Fine, cover it up. I want a well done steak, goddammit. Right? Yeah. At Miller's Tavern, every time I've ordered steak, it's and I say it's well done. It's well done. I get I went, it, and it's well done. I haven't. I had went to, to a steak a steak place that's famous in the city of Seattle when I was traveling for Raytheon, and I was with uh, one of the other vice presidents of the company. We were sitting in the booth, and I ordered filet mignon, and I said butterfly well, and the waiter said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Yeah, I'm sure. I know." Um, and I want some steak sauce with it. Like I was like, he said, "The chef is going to come out and talk to you, guaranteed." So there's this pause, 
And then here comes the chef. He comes walking out. He says, uh, I have a question. Who is ordering filet mignon butterfly well? And I said, I am. He said, I have two words for you. <laughs> now, you know what I'm thinking. He said, Eat chicken. <laughs> so, I want to close, uh, you know, um, uh, I, I talked about, uh, you know, Council McCarty, um, you know, and I don't know what people's thoughts are. Um, so I, I don't think we'll be spending birthdays together, but I, I would tell you that um, I think our relationship developed over time. Who's this? Jim McCarty. Okay, I see. So I, I would tell you that um, I think, you know, while we have different methodologies at times, our, our intent has always been the best for the city of Methuen. And when I look at the city, uh, here we go. I got, I got a rise out of them at the 111 mark. Um, I would tell you that um, uh, that's how I look at the council. You know, I, I look at the council from the standpoint of the first six months were bumpy. And, and then we found operating ground, I feel. And I'll be can candid. The weekly meetings helped that with okay. the counselors. They helped a lot. I'm going to take your word for it. Yep. I have ver I'm very I'm not skeptical. Finished yet. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Who could shut the host down faster than me? Um, well, try to be respectful. And, I'm not trying and, to cut you and off. Um, that's my only concern. I have no interest to lose ground here. Right. I have no interest to go back six months. There is no we, they. There's a legislative and executive, and oftentimes those roles get confused. Mm -hmm. Right? And people have to understand who's the one in the process. They people, can disagree with me people without also, being personal about people it. People also need to understand in that council, you don't work for them. Some of them seem to have be under the impression, and I can tell yeah. from the questions that they ask, yeah. as if they're your superior and that, they're, that you're there to work for them. And I constantly hear, well, why didn't you tell us this live in real time? Why did I have to hear about it from somebody? Like, they all want to be the person that's the disseminator of the information. They don't like to hear about it from anybody else. But that's not their job. Their job is not to be your boss. Right? The job is to work with you. The job is to work hand in hand. My boss, two separate my boss is the residents of the city of Methuen. Right. That's the people I work for. Right. Right? And they tell me what's important, and that's what I try to work on. And um, I say candidly, you know, um, I haven't done a perfect job this year. It's been a learning experience for me, um, and I've made mistakes. Uh, but I've also done a, a, some very good things for the city. And I intend to keep that going here in the second year. Make sure you watch the State of the City Address, the 26th at 7 p.m. on MCTV. Is it going to be? Is it going to be all like, like rainbows and unicorns and puppies? Is it going to be everybody gets? We all love each other. We all love the city. We all have the best intent. Is it going to be that, or is it going to be substantive? Can it? Can it be more of? <laughs> here's what we got done, and here's some of the things that we need to get done, and here's how we need to do it. I'm going to put a subliminal message in there. Duggan sucks. Duggan <laughs> sucks. <laughs> That's okay. I'm used to that from elected officials, believe um, me. Which, no, it, it's going to be – so I, I, I'm going to go through uh, – what I want the residents to understand is what we were able to accomplish and what we weren't. Mm. And what my plan is for uh, 21, I, I, you know, I, and I said this for people that watch the city council, uh, I'm working, uh, we've started the work this week on a, an actual capital improvement plan. 
not a wish list of all the things that we could buy. I'm not a big fan of capital improvement plans. Well, I've seen 30 of them made and none yeah. of them followed ever. Yeah, well, Lawrence, Methuen, North Andover. I, I, I remember sitting with Patty Dowling when she was mayor of Lawrence for hours and hours going over, going over public, going over a capital improvement plan when she was mayor of Lawrence. And the next year, a new mayor came in and scrapped the whole thing. And so let's do a new capital improvement plan. That, that one wasn't followed. Yeah, I guess. So I come from a different background where... Um, so one of the things that I see in the city of Methuen, I've talked publicly, and if I don't correct it, it's on me, is this kick the can down the road. You, you can't have major capital expenses appear and just like, oh, damn, we need a million dollars, right, to do this. Um, you know, the council was asked a question the other night about um, the water, the water structure. And that's concerning because we do have pipes in the city that are hundreds of years old, mm-hmm. right? Um, having said that, the, the water department is one of the few, has uh, iPads that actually can show you what the pipes are below the road. It's pretty pretty high tech technique. Um, so uh, we've got to balance all of that. You, you, you can't put more in a capital improvement plan than you can afford to spend in a given year. Right. Um, we need new police cars, line vehicles. We, last time we bought was seventeen. Um, you know, we, we need to focus on our 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 streets and our highways. Um, and, and that's important stuff, right? So uh, we're taking a hard look at that. We've dusted off the call and center plan. We, we didn't do that last year, as the council pointed out, um, because there was no sense in it. There was no money to do it. But uh, we're going to prepare it this year and see what the situation is and um, try to make a common sense decision for what are the biggest impact issues for the city of Methuen. Rather than kicking the can down the road, uh, we did use the federal cures money to, to improve the heating in City Hall. And I'd be remiss if I said City Hall uh, it will be skeleton structure tomorrow because the heat will be off because we're doing a changeover tomorrow in the heating. Um, I do have a question for you from, yeah, the, from the audience. Uh-oh. Danny on Facebook asks. Who? Danny. Hello, Danny. Danny OC. You oh, know who that is. Yeah. Uh, was the superintendent... The only one who could have provided school employees with hazard stipend, Mayor Perry received all of the blame, and I think he took the high road and did not throw her under the bus. What's the real story? I added, what's the real story? He didn't say that. So, uh, let me say, and I appreciate the question. So, there, so, what I've tried to point out is I own the decision for the hazard stipend. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I don't know what FY22 looks like, so I made the decision based on, on you know, it could still be bumpy for FY22, and I've, to Danny's point, I've got to negotiate with eight unions on the city side and the superintendent. Um, but uh, let's be honest. we got two buckets of CARES money, right? And we got additional monies, and there's a greater likelihood of getting more money on the school side than there is on the city side. And all of that factored into my decision, right? Um, so it wasn't the superintendent's. It was your decision. Well, to give a hazard stipend to the city officials? Should, no, that, to the schools. Whether or not to give it to the I'm, school employees. I'm going to dance around that. He's dancing around it, Danny. Yeah. So you know what the answer is? The answer is it's her fault and he's not going to. No, gonna, it's not. He doesn't want to throw her under the bus because he's not political. He's a nice guy. Um, in the end, you know. Um, what are the chances you can get the superintendent to come on the show with me? No, I'd I love think, to have I, her here. Well, you'd have to stop smoking. You can't keep I could asking probably do that. guests to come on. I don't know. I've only had one guest in the last three years say they couldn't come because of the smoking, but I'm happy not to not smoke if a guest wants me to not smoke. I, th- I think you'd be better off to bring uh, the new chair on with me or 
council of the school committee. We're going to have. No, no, count- no, I'm the chair of the school committee. I'm talking to the chair of the council. Oh, chair of the council. Yeah. Not too sure that's going to happen. I, I, I want to be the peacemaker between the two of you. I am willing, always, to sit down with anybody. Yeah. Always. No matter who it is. Yeah. No matter how much we don't like each other. Me and Willie Lantigua, he was on the front page of my paper every day for four years because yeah. he was doing something illegal every day. Yeah. And even Willie and I talked on the phone, and even Willie and I went out and had coffee and said, I remember he called me one day and he said, you've got a friend who works for the city and I'm trying to help him out. And I'm getting a lot of pushback from people on your side, the people who hate me. They're trying to stop everything that I do, and I'm trying to help this guy. So we sat down. We figured out what he worked for the cemetery. His wife had cancer. There was all kinds of stuff going on. And we sat down, and we worked together to try and help this guy. And my friends all said, hey, I heard you had... You had coffee with Willie Lantigua. You with Dunkin' Donuts with Willie Lantigua yesterday. You selling out? Selling out. No, it's not a matter of selling out. I'll sit down with anybody. I will sit down with any friend or foe. If somebody thinks that they can work with me on something, if they're willing to sit down, always willing to sit down. Got a feeling you won't because, you know, it's going to have to be a tough conversation with me and Mr. Sabre at the beginning if we're going to smooth things over. But I'm, I'm always willing. Always okay. willing. Well... One of my biggest disappointments in Mike Samad is that he was attacking me publicly. He never bothered to call me and talk to me about it. Well, maybe I can broker a deal there. I'm not, too, them, I'm not too sure you can at this point. Peacemaking. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm more than, I'm not upset. I'm really hurt. I'm not angry. I'm really hurt. I'm hurt that this is a guy that I gave an award to, this that is the I supported. sensitive side of you. Listen, I supported this guy. He's been on the front page of my paper a hundred times. Yeah. I endorsed him when he ran. I was at his house two nights before the election talking to him about the mechanics of doing your one, twos, and threes and where to deploy sign holders. Let's, let's finish the show. And all, and, all, and, all he did was, and all he did was attack me publicly and never bothered to show. call me on the phone. So, so um, going back to Sabre, yes, I am willing to sit down. Let's finish the show where we started. So you said, as, as, uh, I see Mike Smart as a good guy. I, he is a good do guy. I, do I agree with him on everything? No. No, he is a good he guy. He doesn't agree with me on everything. I just don't like being attacked by people who should know better. <laughs> divisiveness we're going to get past that we're going to i'm going to have like a a peacemaking meal with you that's fine those guys that's fine but we'll finish uh i really am the easiest guy in the world to deal with if you deal with me one-on-one but if you're going to deal with me from outside my universe and shoot shoot from the outside that's never going to work yeah by the way i i have had counsel for retra other than when he was uh, quarantined uh, he's been like the Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson really? on my show. He's a good yeah. guy. He's a good guy. There's a guy that I know for sure is in it for the right reasons. We don't agree on a lot of stuff. Some stuff we do, sometimes stuff we don't. But I know his heart's in the right place, and I know he's, I know he's doing what he thinks is right. And, yeah. and I've not yet once, once seen him make a political move, which I, yeah. I like a lot. Did I can do, say the same for Eunice Ziegler, too. Did he do, the, uh, uh, you do, this, did he do a food column this month? He didn't. No? No. He's got some uh, family stuff he's going to do every other month yeah. now. Okay. Well, you know, because I, I like to read his food, his his beard reviews. I do too. So. We get a lot of emails about it. In fact, last month when we didn't have it, I had a lot of emails from people saying, hey, where's, where's Joe's food column? Yeah. We want to know where in Methuen we can go to eat. We've been following his suggestions. Well, so it's funny you say that because in the Methuen Life this month, we put a four-page dining guide that the city of Methuen sponsored. Nice. Um, and it gives you all the details of every eatery in Methuen. Their phone number, their address, their hours of operation, whether they deliver or not, how they deliver. So if you're in Methuen, please uh, pull that out and keep it right. and patronize. I'm Methuen always businesses. happy when you spend money with Methuen Life. Yeah. 
He's I'm a not, great guy. I'm not sure he's too happy when you spend money with us. Yeah. Because I've heard reports. But nah. I'm always happy when you spend money with Methuen Life because Good they guy. they have uh, they they Methuen Life serves an important function in the community to keep people connected. They do. It's a great community paper. It's not a newspaper. It's not hard news. Yeah. Right. Um, but they do good work, and 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 I, I I I would if I didn't own my own paper, I'd be helping to support them. Yep. Uh, so I got three quick things. So uh, lost two friends over the course of the last couple of weeks. One was uh, Emilio Meduño, ninety-one years old, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Can't say it enough. Sweet man. Um, played bocce with him. We shared a barber. He is probably one of the nicest gentlemen you'll ever meet in the city of Methuen. He passed my condolences to his family. Uh, he will be missed. Mm -hmm. He will be missed. And then Dave Delacauli lost his father right after Christmas to COVID. Um, so we extend our sincere sympathies from the city of Methuen to the Delacauli family. They're good people. Um, real, quick, real quick, because we're way yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, with the new president coming in, and having the, de having the Democrats now controlling the House and the Senate, mm -hmm. do you now see more money coming back to Methuen? I think I do. I hope so. Because I think if the Republicans had won the Senate, you'd see much less money. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, we're going to amp up our uh, attack on grants, right? That's one thing, you know, I've got that in my goals for the year is we need to go after more money in the city, mm -hmm. right? Business-related and not, right? So, um, so there's a focus this year on that. Um, we could sit here all day, you know, if, we ben, could, ben would let me, we could go three more hours. Yeah. He likes you easily. Yeah. He so. likes you with his new haircut. He looks nice. Um, I do. Uh, I had one. Th uh, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, so I said, Emilio, I said, uh, Dave Delacauli and I forgot that. Th oh, uh, there's a resident in town. Uh, a good friend of mine is, uh, name is Bill, Bill Riley. Um, his, um, his wife is in need of kidney. She's got a, a degenerative kidney disease. You're gonna see. There's a story about that. In one of the local papers is going to be one in Methuen Life, I hope. Uh, but I say publicly to the people that are watching, um, uh, they're looking for a kidney donor. If you're so inclined, please. Mm -hmm. uh, mother of two young kids, um, wonderful kids, great family, uh, good people. Um, we should do everything we can and. Um, Remember what we started the show with. Focus on what unites us. Don't focus on what divides us, right? Want to make a decision that you don't agree with? Call me up. I would, but you don't return my calls or my text messages. Well, that's intentional. So, yeah. so I have something for you. Um, Uh-oh, another clip? So I, 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 uh, I actually have a board. Most people don't know this. I actually have a board at the Valley Page. We have yeah. a board of directors because we have to. We're a corporation. And I was talking with my board last week. And we were going over the fact that the city of Methuen and two other communities have purchased ads in our paper using either city or CARES money. Yep. And we decided to come up with a Build Back Better plan for, 2000, for 2021 for municipalities and nonprofits that if they want to buy a full-page ad for something, we will cut our rate in half for municipalities and nonprofits. Yep. It's got to be full page. If you buy a full page, right now we charge, I think it's like 1561. So we'll just round it up to 1569. Okay, maybe. Um, it's funny that he knows my rates better than I do. <laughs> How is that happening? Um, and so let's just, you know, let's just prorate it up to 16. So it's going to be about $800 for a municipality or a nonprofit because what you did in Methuen Life, I've been trying to get done for a long time. Um, I've been trying to tell like different municipalities, different groups, 
You should be buying ads telling people what the new hours of operations are for all the new, all the new um, food places and all the new small businesses. And so we, we realize that with COVID, people don't have as much money. And what they're trying to get into the paper doesn't fit into a half page. Mm. So for about the price of a half page, you're going to get a full page if you're a municipality or you're a nonprofit. And, uh, and I think that starts now because it starts January. I think oh. they, they approved it last week. So it starts for Early January. Early bird discount. So you can bring back to Jana or whoever, because I know you guys have bought some CARES ads and your bill is going to be half after starting like now. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know guys, how many more we'll be able to do, to be honest That's fine, but, or, but if in the future yep. you guys need to, I know you put a VSO thing, you were looking for a VSO, we, yep. and you bought a full-page ad looking I'm for a VSO. I'm going to make a recommendation to city council on January 19th on somebody to hire. Okay, great. And uh, and hopefully it's somebody that's going to be able to help the veterans out, somebody that I can I work so. with, because we're a veteran newspaper, really. I think so. We I was really, in. I'll say this, I was really impressed with the uh, interview slate. Mm-hmm. They came to me with three finalists. Any of the three could do the job. I heard it was down to two now. Is it down to two? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> How do I know that? And I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm the decision maker. Mm-hmm. It's down to one. Trust me. Really? All right, good. Cause I, I heard it was down to two. <laughs> and the person who told me that said, do you think you can talk him out of so-and-so? They didn't like one of the people that was supposedly one of the two. And really? I said, and I said uh, no, because I actually like that person. So, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I won't be doing that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <coughs> so at the end of the show, is there anything you want to leave us with? Um, a preview, you're not going to be here for another month. And we've learned through COVID that that's like a lifetime now, right? 30 days, things change so fast. I mean, two days ago, um, you know, the, the country and the world was very different than it is now, two days later, especially after yesterday. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a long time before you're going to be back. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Is there anything you want people to know? No, because I don't want to steal from the state of the city. Um, because that's important. I think this I, show is important. It is. Um, I, I would say this. Uh, you know, what I want to leave with is, um, you know, and people say, oh, you're just stirring the same straw. Um, we've got to, and, and, and I'll critique myself, we've got to focus on the things that we're able to, that we've been able to accomplish, right? The good things that we're doing, not just the negative. Have you got like a sad song or something coming? It's the end of the show. Oh. Um, there's a lot of positive things in our community and it's time that uh, we start talking about those as much as people are talking about the negative mm-hmm. we're going to continue to move forward um, my mission and hopefully even the people that didn't support me can see it is to restore integrity and accountability at the local government level and when I leave this job whenever that is whenever the citizens of Methuen decide um, I hope that that's the number one thing that people say, that that there's some level of trust restored in the city government and we can stop trying to manage it on social media and believe that our our government has our best interests at heart because I say this candidly, I do. And I defy anybody to tell me that I don't have the best interests of the city but doing it at heart. I'm I'm giving it my all. Mm -hmm. So um, focus on the positive. All right. I want to thank our sponsors, McClennan Real Estate, Sam and Janet and Matt. Yeah. Uh, we love them, and they help us we with do. TMF with the homeless. They're always yep. doing stuff for the community. AFC Urgent Care. Uh, we got to get Williams. we got to get you and Lisa Williams on. Oh, she's next. fantastic. Well, she's giving me flu shots for my Is city. she? Yeah. She's the best. And then we've got Marsan and Son Construction. Good man, uh, we love. We're trying to get him to run for city council this year, um, and we'd like to get him on the show at some point. EIS Investigations. And you can always get your gun training there, too. So if you're going for your gun permit, that's the place to go. Uh, but 
Borelli's Deli, which is actually where I'm going from here. I'm going to go get my meats at Borelli's Deli. The weights is closed for this week, so I can't go get my my steaks at the way. Do you know Borelli's? Does Borelli's have like steaks and oh, stuff? Do. Oh, yeah. they do. Oh, yeah. So I can get a steak at Borelli's. Oh, yeah. I may never go back to the weights. Uh, uh, Cle- wait a minute. Go back to the weights. Wait. Spread well, they, it around. Well, that's true. They've, they've got great pies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the spinach pie there was great. Yeah. Actually, nobody. When you go, when you go to Smarikos, ask him what I told him about. A, he had a sandwich on his menu yesterday. We had lunch from there at City Hall. Really? Ask him what I said to him. Right. Uh, the, uh, I know the witch has great spinach pies, but you know what's better spinach pies? The best spinach pies in the Merrimack Valley? Triplies at House Street to Pratt. I was there last night. I, I said I'm I want a big fan of spinach pies. Really? I'm a, meat, I'm a meat pie guy. No, I'm a spinach pie guy. Yeah. And the Clear Path New England, Clear Path for Veterans New England, we're going to have them here again shortly. And Andover Optical, want to thank uh, Ben, our fine, fine producer, and the mayor, of course, for coming in. Uh, appreciate that. It sounds like Melvin Taylor says we've got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.